You are listening to the RTE Today podcast, featuring some of our best bits from the show on RTE One weekdays at 3.30. Very welcome back to the show. Now, what are the medical stories of the week? Well, here with his unique take on the medical headlines, we have Dr Chris Luke. Good yes, to have we you. are thrilled Morning, to have Maura. you in studio. We love this time of the week mm. when you're going to share with us, of course. But you spent decades literally working as a doctor in the emergency department. For my sins. In COH, in Cork University yeah, Hospital. Yeah, yeah. And they recorded the largest number of patients in history this week. Is that, is that true? Yeah, I didn't know whether to cry or to laugh I almost know. when I heard What's that. What's the story? That, well, uh, on Tuesday of this week, two days oh, ago, oh. they uh, had approximately 300 patients in a department which is basically designed for about 100. That's incredible. That gives you some sense of the, the, the inundation there. Yeah. And the staff are exhausted and worn out. And I was gratified to see that the chief executive came out in the paper, the local papers in the last day or two, thanking the staff and expressing his appreciation of the incredible hard work that they're doing. But at the same time saying, we're absolutely swamped, guys. And please, to the people out there, can you try and do whatever you can to avoid coming to hospital? Yeah. And so that what, be, sorry. What, where should I go then? Well, basically... And uh, you know, I, you know, I'm a massive fan of self-care, yeah. and that, guys, is the future. People are going to have to do as much as with our grandmothers used to do. We're going to have to go back to that level of self-care. So basically, make sure you have your vaccination mm-hmm. for the flu, the COVID, the shingles, whatever is out there. Please avail of it. And this year, the uptakes on the flu and the COVID are down. Are down exactly because yeah. when we when, when we're no longer vigilant or anxious yeah. about stuff, we, yeah. we, we drop our interest we and do. our enthusiasm. So, 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 so that's, that's uh, one way. Yeah, see the way. GP if you can at least once a year for, for an MOT. Because yeah. it turns out there's a paper there last week which suggested that people who'd seen the GP recently, if they got appendicitis or any other emergency, they tended to do better. Because okay. basically the overall you know, mechanisms were working better. They had, you know, so a regular MOT with the GP. So that means a book now, even if it's two or three weeks. Yeah. Thirdly, go to the pharmacist, make sure you're friendly with the local pharmacist, and they will advise you for the best remedies for most ailments. And remember, most ailments settle of their own accord. Mm-hmm. You know, Mother Nature Cures was the old cynical expression, Mother Nature Cures and the physician takes the fee. Chris, it's interesting because obviously you were there for, for so many years, you saw it all, and there are at times when one needs to go to the emergency department. But when you have, say, respiratory illnesses, like we've, we've seen an awful lot this mm-hmm. year, you can probably take care of a lot of that at home, unless you feel very ill. Absolutely, yeah. So basically, bed rest, uh, hot drinks are very good for yeah. sore throats and for decongesting. Um, you know, decongestant uh, proprietary medications, Vic Rub, Vapor yeah. Rub, Lem Sip, mm. Hot Port is one of my favourites. See, yeah. my mother, who lived till she was 99 and three quarters, thrived in the hot whiskey or the hot port. And, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. The cinnamon, the hot water itself, yeah. a little tiny dose of alcohol. And remember, I'm not suggesting people go and swallow a bottle. No, no, I'm just saying a medicinal, the old fashioned notion of a medicinal drop yeah. of hot port or hot. Uh, we're moving, we're moving on to the next story. Maura and I were just fascinated when oh, yeah, we saw this totally earlier on. Yeah. It's all about this. this balloon pill. Yeah, there's a pill made by a company called Allurion, and it's a gastric balloon pill. And, you know, last week we were kind of joking about a pill for every... People have a pill yeah. for every eel. But this is another kind of pill. It's a mechanical pill. So basically, you swallow a pill, which is attached to a kind of uh, a catheter, and you swallow glad you drink and you drink and you drink, and it goes down into your stomach. 
Okay. They take an x-ray to make sure it's in let's, the right let's part. Let's see it. Let's have a look see it. it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you can talk us through this. So how big is that? Is it about an inch? It, it's just like a, a jelly bean, a billy, basically. Okay. You know? jelly bean. And okay, it's attached to a kind of a, a little a flexible wire. And what they do is the physician gets you to gradually swallow it. See there like that? Yeah. Uh, and once it's down into the stomach, and they can tell that from the, 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 the markings on the little bit of, of the string, okay. they then take an x-ray to confirm that it's in the right part of the lower stomach. Mm -hmm. They then attach the, uh, the, the catheter, the little tube, to a 550ml bag of fluid, of water basically, they slowly fill up the bag and inflate it, and your stomach then feels and is full. And because it feels and is full, you are no longer hungry. And it turns out that you can lose 10 to 15% of your body weight with this thing in your, in your tummy for two or three months. And it's very well tolerated. Yeah. The first two or three days can be a bit tricky in terms of nausea and vomiting yeah. and, and occasionally cramps. But if you can get over that, uh, basically it turns out to be a, a little bit of a, a medical marvel. But what happens to the bag inside then? It, uh, after two or three or four months, depending on the, on the mechanism, it, it lets itself down, it deflates, and it's passed away. Because it's only water and kind of soluble... Uh, silicon and it's passed out the other end and if there's a if it ruptures there's a methylene dye a little bit of blue dye and if it ruptures inside you you get a little bit of blue urine a blue pee so you know you. and it's completely harmless but if it does rupture it's not a problem no it's not a because problem at all it's just that you don't have the gadget in your tummy and that's yeah. why you suddenly feel hungry again so then apart from the side effects you described there which are which like are nausea or whatever very mild and very temporary now is this, or could this be the future instead of having stomach stapling or other surgeries that people often go abroad? I, I would have thought so. Yes. You know, I mean, in, in my career over 40 yeah. years, surgery tends to become more and more simple. Yeah. Because we used to, for example, all sorts of types of surgery for peptic ulcer in my father's uh, generation. Now we give people antibiotics. I mean, I learned about 10 different types of peptic ulcer surgery techniques as a young surgical trainee, uh, and now we give antibiotics. Yeah. So there is all sorts of reasons to hope that this sort of simplicity is yeah. a, a pattern for and the future. And there's no other side effects? Other no than other major side effects. My God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I gather they're doing it in Dublin, so you know, the viewers can, can basically Google gastric so, balloon. So after two or three months then, so this they let it down. Do, you, do you put in another one then? You or can do, you do have that, to? they can do another one, I yeah. think, about a, after about a gap of about a month. Yeah. Should it not be the case that you're supposed to learn a different way of That's eating at that? That's part of the probably... issue. You're supposed to learn a, a healthy lifestyle. Yes, yeah. So you're supposed to adjust your diet yeah. intake okay. and try and modulate the amount of sweet yeah. stuff. I mean, you know... While this is inside there. So, so you're inside. kind of train, you're, you're retraining yourself. Training yourself yeah. to, to limit your, your exactly. intake. Is it expensive, I wonder? I have no idea. No idea. It's suspect... interesting. But I'm wondering what people then want just because you want to lose a bit of weight. Like, would you have to be medically obese to get this? And I know this is through the NHS at the moment that they're looking at well, that. Well, more, you know... Well, I said, when I say a pill for every ill, oh, human know. beings love they to do. take medicine. Yeah, yeah. Of any, whether it's mm -hmm. leaves or seeds or pills or potions, they love to do that. They're always looking for a shortcut. Yeah. A quick yeah. fix. A, a quick, quick fix, fix is yeah. right. And our next story, Dr. Chris, and this is about uh, fertility. Tell us about this story. Yeah, this is a study conducted by uh, Cork University Maternity Hospital mm -hmm. up the road here. And they, they spoke to about 500 people in clinics. Uh, and about two-thirds of them were students. And they found that while uh, the students on balance knew that tobacco and alcohol were very bad for fertility, 
they had very little appreciation that age was a, a serious issue. And in other words, that fertility seriously drops over the age of about 41 yeah. for a woman. And that they didn't appreciate that age in men is also an issue in terms of syndromes like, you know, chromosomal syndromes mm. like Down or Edward syndrome. So the age is a major issue in terms of fertility, and people don't seem to appreciate that. What they do is they look at celebrities having children, yeah. but mm-hmm. what they don't do is read the small print, yeah. uh, which says that that celebrity had a donor egg. So when it comes to the person's own uh, pregnancy, uh, the age of the egg is actually the most important factor. So I suppose if you're not going to, I I guess, you could, you know, freeze your eggs. If people don't want to actually, they're not in a position to have a child at an earlier age, maybe they don't have a partner or whatever, and some people might want to do that. But what I find really interesting with this is that the age of men drops massively over the age of 45, or the fertility of men, or it can cause. And that's shining a different spotlight on fertility. 100%. And again, in in my medical youth, uh, the the focus always seems to be on women. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now we realise, I mean, mean, I'm not in any way a fertility expert, but I think we're now looking at about 50-50. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not just 50-50 in terms of mm-hmm. parentage, but it's 50-50 in terms of fertility issues. Yeah. And I think that's very, very important because otherwise people can become very complacent. And here's the message. Do not put off having children. Yeah. Think long and hard about it. Check, don't believe everything you think. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. That's a really important message. And everyone is leaving it later. I mean, yes. I'm one yeah. of them. I mean, I yeah. suppose yeah. we all are here. My really. mother was 40. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, the, the bottom line is please, 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 you know, get out your facts. There's a wonderful fertility website from the HSC, You Fertility and Age, and it's really worth checking out. Well, it's really important because you're right, actually, and it is, I suppose, putting out there, and the reality, probably, Mm -hmm. that the perfect age to have a child is probably in your 20s, Mm -hmm. when you're peak fertility. Correct. The perfect age is is around about 20 to 25, I imagine. Uh, After 35, it drops, Mm -hmm. so your chances of getting pregnant uh, fall from about 1 in 5 per month to 1 in 20 over the age of 40. So there's there's a serious fall People need to look at this. We have one more story, Dr. Chris, and it's about Alzheimer's. Explain this one yeah. for us, please. Um, I spoke to the National, the Nursing Homes Ireland conference in Kilkenny so, uh, at, the, at the end of last year. And I, as a result, I did a lot of research, delving into nursing home care. My own mother, beloved mother-in-law and beloved mother spent their last few weeks in nursing homes. I have a particular vested interest. And also, as we've heard in our first story, without adequate nursing home care, we've nowhere to send people who are medically fit for discharge from hospitals. So nursing homes are really part of the solution. And the reality is, if you delve into the situation with nursing homes, that the nursing home sector is shrinking, shrinking the whole time because of staffing and costs and so on and so forth. But anyway, there's a a village in the the land, L-A-N-D-E, Département, of southwest France, and it's called the Village Lande, mm-hmm. and it's an experiment in care for Alzheimer patients. And basically, there's 120 residents, and there's 120 staff, and they live in a village of 100 odd, uh, 12 acres yeah. uh, with a lake. That sounds and really the, nice. And the houses look like local pretty villages with a wood clad, mm-hmm. and there's there's all sorts of games, and there's gardening, and there's libraries, and there's a yeah. shop, uh, and so on and so forth. And people tend to go a bit earlier to get Alzheimer's in their even in their 40s and 50s. Early on, the early on, yeah. so because. Because basically, the sooner you get people with Alzheimer's into an appropriate yeah. environment yeah. where there's holistic care yeah, right. uh, and family and visitors all feel comfortable and inspired. Chris uh, is great. Yeah, it certainly is. Dr. Chris, Thanks so much, always great Chris. to have you Absolutely. on the show. Now, if you want more information on any of the issues we were chatting about there, contact your own health professional. And there's loads of information as well on hse.ie. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to tune in to the Today Show every weekday on RTE1 from 3.30. Or, if you missed the show, you can watch it back on the RTE player. Visit rte.ie forward slash player. Stay tuned.